so thankful to have each and every one of you here with us today. Uh, it is wonderful to have the Ramos family with us. God bless you. Uh, wonderful to have you joining with us this morning. And uh, we're just so thankful. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Linda, is it, is it okay for me to announce the news you told me yesterday? Would that be okay? Uh, I know I'll put you on the spot. Now I got to, all right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so Sister uh, Johnson uh, informed me yesterday she will be moving in June. Her son got a job opportunity in Ohio, correct? So let's be in prayer for her and that family. It's been such a joy. It's been too short, hallelujah, of a, of a uh, time with her, but it's been a blessing having her here. And uh, let's continue to pray for her and her family, and the Lord's will be done. We're still believing and praying for your children to come to the Lord and and all those you've continued to minister to, so we're thankful for that. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 20 says, And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, they were coming near specifically to appoint a king. And in fact, they were doing uh, something that in... The ancient days they did that God honored from time to time, and that is they cast lots, uh, kind of like, you know, they would, would pick pe certain things out. They'd pick, uh, draw straws, if you will, uh, that kind of a, a form like that. But they believed that as they did that, that God would uh, provide the person that he had called. Now, Samuel already knew who it was. As we'll find out a little later on, Samuel already anointed the man that would be king, yet Samuel did this for the children of Israel's sake, so that they knew that this was God and God's will. So he uh, caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, and out of all the tribes, the children of Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin was taken. When he caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near, uh, by their families, the family of Matri was taken. And in that family, Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. But when they sought him, they sought after Saul, who had at this point been confirmed that he would be king. They sought him. They could not find him. He could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further. If the man should yet come thither, should we appoint someone else? What's going on? This man is not here. We cannot find him. What should we do? The Lord answered him this. Behold, he hath hid himself among the staff. He hath hid himself among the stuff. And they ran and fetched him thence. And when he stood among the people, he was higher than any of the people from his shoulders and upward. And Samuel said to all the people, See ye him whom the Lord hath chosen, that there is none like him among all the people. And the people shouted and said, God save the king. Probably a better translation would be uh, long live the king. 
This morning, uh, you know, this is a, a different crowd. I, I don't know. I've been wanting to preach this for weeks, and God kept pushing it back, pushing it back. So whoever is here today, I told you at the beginning, whoever's here today, you're who God wants to speak to. And this morning, I'd like to preach on this topic, hidden in the stuff. Hidden in the stuff. How about we go to the Lord in prayer again, and let's ask Him to speak to our hearts. Lord, God, I'm going to need your help today. I believe you want me to speak to this congregation. I believe you want to do something powerful. You want to do something miraculous in this house, Lord God. I believe, Lord Jesus, you're wanting to really move in our hearts and minds. And maybe, Lord God, you're wanting to find some people who have been hidden in the stuff. I pray in Jesus' name, open up our hearts, Lord God. If it is me you're calling, help me to accept that, Lord. Whoever it may be today that this sermon is for, help them to hear and to accept your word and to embrace it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're about to do in this house. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, I want to have just real quick, uh, if you're in this place and you came here today and you're needing a healing in your body, I wonder if you'd be bold and just lift up your hand. If you're needing a healing in your body, hallelujah. If you're here today and you came because you're needing a move of God in your family, maybe your marriage. Would you be bold and lift up your hand and just say, I need God to continue to touch that. If you're bold enough today and say, you know what, I've been struggling. The devil's been tempting me. I've been fighting sin. And maybe that's why you're here today. Would you lift up your hand? Hallelujah. Thank you to those who are being bold enough and honest enough to say, yes, I'm struggling there. Hallelujah. If you're just needing a blessing, maybe financial blessing, whatever it may be, and that's why you're, would you lift up your hands? All of us can lift up our hands on that one, right? We all need a financial blessing. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. You may be seated. I believe God is absolutely going to make a way for each and every one of you in each and every one of those topics. There's a lot of reasons why we may come to church. A lot of reasons why you perhaps showed up this morning. A lot of reasons. A lot of needs. I don't know about you, but man, when I walk in, I've got a list. I've got a laundry list of things I'm needing God to do in my life. I've got a list of healings. Maybe my body seems like every day I'm, I'm at that age where I'm not quite 40 yet. But I'm at that age where, you know, every day it's a new pain is arising. I hear after 30, then your body slowly starts breaking down. And uh, I, every day I'm feeling more and more uh, like things are breaking. Every, every day, every time I come in this place, I'm needing God to touch my body. Every time I come in this place, there is a need in my family. There's a need financially there's just a need for God to give me strength to overcome temptation and sin. There's Every time I walk into this place, there is something that I need. And that's okay. We should come with an expectation that whatsoever we ask, the Lord Jesus is going to make a way. Amen. 
Oh, come on now. I need more than one person saying amen on that one. <clears throat> I know we're a smaller crowd this morning, so you're going to just have to pick up the pace and, you know, uh, take up the slack, praise God, and help me, amen, and let's get, get involved here today. But hallelujah, every time I come into the house of God, there's something that I need from the Lord. I can remember that first time, not the first time I came into the house of God, but that time when I first really opened up my heart to the Lord. That time I first really desired the Lord. I remember specifically why it was. I had just gotten into some sin, fallen into some mess. I had realized that my flesh was stronger than in my willpower and I had done things that even while doing it I hated that I was doing it I absolutely hated myself for the things that I had fallen into and I had done and I was desperate I was desperate for something beyond Aaron Meehan that could help me to overcome that's when I first with an open heart cried out to the Lord and said, Jesus, I need you to make a way in me. Jesus, I need you to help me. Jesus, I need you to give me what I need to overcome my flesh. I'm thankful to say, hallelujah, that was just about 20 years ago. In fact, it'll be 20 years next year when that occurred. I'm so thankful, hallelujah, that God has always met my needs. And God has always made a way. Hallelujah. But I, like most of you, came to the Lord on a search. Searching for help. Searching for support. Searching for healing. Searching for everlasting life. Isn't that the doorway that we came through? The path, well, it was very similar to Saul. Saul's calling to become king started like most callings in the church, and that is with a loss of stuff. His father's donkeys had gotten loose had run away and, and lost. Saul and his servant began to wonder, trying to find the lost donkeys. They, their intention was that they would just find what was lost and then get back home and live their life like normal. But on the pathway, they realized they could not find the donkeys. On their path to trying to get back home, get back to some similarity, get back to what they're used to, they couldn't find what they were looking for. So they did. Saul and his servant did what you and I have done. And they went to the man of God. Now his intention was to go to the man of God. Because the man of God could tell him where his donkeys were. I went to the man of God. I went to the church 
because I needed help to overcome the sin in my life. Oh, but let me tell you exactly what transpired when Saul came to Samuel. He told Samuel uh, that he was looking for the prophet. He didn't know Samuel was that prophet. And Samuel said to him, I am the prophet that you're looking for. I already know why you think that you are here. You think you're here because of some missing donkeys. You can read this account in 1 Samuel chapter 9. He says, you think you're here because of some missing donkeys. He said, but let me inform you, the situation has already been taken care of. The donkeys have already returned home. God has already made a way. Oh, I want to prophesy to somebody who came in this house today searching and needing a change in your life. I want to prophesy God's already begun the work. God's already began the change. God's already changing the atmosphere back home. God's already removing things and setting things apart and setting things. For, oh, God's already on the, 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 the task. He's already made a way in this house. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you desire healing, I believe you will walk out of here with healing in your body. Oh, amen. We've seen it several healings in this church the last couple months. If you need healing in your body, you absolutely will walk out of here with healing in your body. If you need a blessing in your mind, you need God to touch your mind, you will walk out of here with God touching you, your mind. You need God to set you free from sin. You will be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. If you believe it, would you clap your hands to the Lord? Yes, Lord, we believe it in Jesus' name. But the prophet, he informed him, the reason you think you're here <coughs> is not the reason you're actually here. You believe you've come here today because you need God to provide these donkeys. To show you the way to the donkeys. To show you back to your stuff. To take care of things back home. Can't tell you how many times people have come into this house with one thing on their mind. They need God to give them some sort of financial blessing. They need God to take away the guilt in their heart. And I'm not knocking that. I appreciate that. That's what gets you in the door. But let me tell you, Saul did not leave Samuel with only the understanding that his donkeys would be okay. He also left Samuel anointed, empowered, and called to do something amazing in the kingdom of God. <laughs> this morning it may be a simple sermon, but I too have felt that God is desiring to draw some people here with specific needs. But once you're in the house, He says, 
That need is not the real reason you're here. Your marriage is not the real reason you need to come down to the altar. Your healing is not the real reason. That may be your incentive, but the Lord has called you here for such a time as this because He's got an anointing for you and He's got a calling on your life and He's got a purpose for you. Oh, hallelujah. He's got a higher purpose. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel my help coming on now. He's got a higher purpose for you. He's got something he wants you to do in the kingdom of God. He's got some people he wants you to reach out in this world. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you came here because of the stuff, but he's leaving you out. He's sending you home anointed, called, and with purpose. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he met Peter, oh, hallelujah. Listen, I've got so many notes. They're all jumbled up. God would not let me put them together. He said, just go by what I tell you. So I'm just, I'm just going to let the Holy Ghost flow. Is that all right? Let God do what he wants to do. Hallelujah, Peter. He, Jesus found him cleaning his ship, washing his nets. He, he asked Peter, can I get on your boat? Can I preach from your boat? He said, yeah, sure, why not? I've had a whole night of, of fishless fishing, nothing being caught. He goes out and he's on the boat and he preaches then he stops and he tells Peter, you're in need and I am here to meet needs. So he tells Peter, cast out again and go and get some fish. Peter says, listen, I've been out all night long. There's no fish in this, this area of this water. I, I'm not going to go out there and do this again. Jesus, he implored him, go out and do it. Peter said, nevertheless, at thy word, I'll go out and do it. So Peter went out and he threw those nets again. No doubt he was grumbling under his breath. I can't believe I've got to throw the nets out again. And i got to do, I've been up all night fishing and doing this and doing I just cleaned this boat and I just cleaned these nets and now I'm going to get them all, all dirty and messy again. But he, he listened to the voice of God and he threw the nets out. And you know the story. Hallelujah. God provided so much fish that the boats could not handle it. They had to get a second boat to come and to help them move all the fish to the land. Why? Because that was the need. Jesus Jesus met the need. Peter thought this must be the Messiah because he's able to meet my needs. But when he back, got back onto the shore, Jesus says, you're a fisherman, but I will make you a fisher of men. I met your need, but that's not the end of the story. Oh, hallelujah. 
I met your need. But that's not the end of the story. I've called you to be a fisher of men. I've called you and anointed you. I want you to follow me. I want you to go with me. I want you to do exploits. I want you to pray for the sick. I want you to preach to the laws. Ah, you've been a fisherman. And I've met your needs. But I'm calling you to be a fisher of men. Our relationship with God should not be only us bringing our needs to Him. It starts there, but it ends with, you are a fisherman, but I am going to make you a fisher of men. Because calling always starts with a need. But it must end with a calling. It must end with an anointing. Hallelujah. Samuel anointed Saul. All Saul did was want to come and find his donkeys. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know who this is for. All he wanted was to find his donkeys. I'm not looking for any radical change here, Samuel. I'm not looking to change my life and change my habits. I, I just want to get back home and get back into the same stuff. I just want to get back home and get back into the same stuff. I just want to get back home and hide away and only come out when I need that touch again. I'm sorry to tell you, but some of us I don't think anybody here, I could be wrong though. Some of us are repentance junkies. What does that mean? It means we love the feeling of repentance. Because that feeling of repentance is so beautiful. And it's so refreshing. It feels so good that we actually become so obsessed over the feeling of repentance, it becomes just as much a part of the addiction as the sin is. Because we never move on from the need. Stick where the need's at. Sit down where the need's at. And we come to church and we get our, our touch and... God touches us and moves in our hearts and then we don't go back for a month and then we come back when we're feeling that shame and that guilt again and God refreshes us. That, that's why the Bible calls it the times of refreshing shall come. Hallelujah. The times of refreshing, that's that spirit of that repentance and the spirit of God touching us. We get our fix and we go back home and we hide back into the same stuff. But the Lord is calling out and saying, I'm calling you to be more than just a baby in the Lord who needs milk. Where you should be preaching to others, you are still needing to be preached to. Where you should be praying for others, you're still needing to be prayed to. Oh, I know I'm in the Holy Ghost today. Where you should be ministering 
ministering to others. You're still needing to be ministered to. The Lord is saying, I'm calling you to come out of the stuff. I'm calling you out of the stuff. It's time not just to get your needs met. It's time to get a life change. It's time for me to set you on a different path. Oh, Saul, I know all you wanted was the donkeys, but I'm about to radically change your life and you're never going to be the same. I'm calling you out of this stuff. I'm calling you out of this stuff. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Would you stand to your feet for just a moment and lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I feel you calling. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Lord. We hear you calling, God. We hear you calling. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Moses was called and anointed. Moses had a a purpose. He chose rather to to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He knew exactly what he was doing when he killed that Egyptian to save the Israelite. It was because Moses knew he had a calling, yet he was afraid. So Moses ran and hid himself on the backside of a desert among the stuff. He became a shepherd. He walked in the desert. And it wasn't until the Lord calls the burning bush to capture his attention that he was reminded he's called. He's anointed. He's got purpose. Can I remind somebody today? You're called. You're anointed. And you have purpose. Even if you found yourself hiding in the stuff, hiding at your job, well, maybe next year, Hiding in a relationship, well, maybe next year. Hiding in entertainment, well, maybe next year. I don't have the time right now. I've got too much stuff going on in my life. Oh, I don't know why I feel this so passionately today, but I feel God's wanting to minister to somebody. Hallelujah. Always caught up with this or with that. Always having an excuse to push ministry off. Always having a reason for it not to be right now. What are you doing? You're hiding in the backside of a desert. You're hidden in the stuff. The stuff. <laughs> 
Stop. Hallelujah. Every man of God, just about in Scripture, God find, found them in the staff. He called them out while they are involved with other interests and with other priorities. You're not the first for the Lord to try to move into ministry with a busy life. And you won't be the last. You're not the first with a bunch of stuff in your life that God's calling out and calling to minister and calling to anointing and calling to a higher purpose. You're not the first. Ezekiel, the Bible says, was called among the captives. He was one of the prisoners of Babylon. That's when he got his calling. Peter, Andrew, James, and John, we already talked about this. They were called while fishing, attempting to provide for their family. Isaiah was called in the midst of uncleanness. In fact, he said he dwelt with a people who were unclean. Yet the Lord took that scepter, having a live coal in his hands, which he had taken from off the altar and laid it upon his mouth, and so said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, thy sin purged. And he said, Who will go for us? And at that point, Isaiah could not deny the calling on his life anymore the anointing on his life anymore and he said here am I Lord you cleansed me you met my need you touched my life if you need somebody I'll go I'll be your man I'll be your woman I'll do the ministry I'll do the ministry David was forgotten in the stuff. He wasn't even called to meet the man of God. He was just a little shepherd boy with a slingshot and a harp. He didn't matter. See, there's some of us who've hidden ourselves in the stuff, and then there's some of us who others have hidden in the stuff and they told you you're no good and they told you you never amount to anything. I'm here to stand against every voice that has spoken into your ear and tried to convince you you are unable to do it. If the Lord is calling you and the Lord is behind you, nothing shall be impossible for you. What is impossible with man is possible with the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, come from among the staff and let me anoint you and call you. Oh, clap your hands again. Hallelujah. 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 
Oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And here's why we hide in this stuff. But a rich young ruler came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, let me travel with you. Let me preach with you. Let me be as one of your disciples. Let me be a fisher of man. Jesus says, this is a tall order. Because these men and these women, they've given everything for the ministry. All the stuff in their life, they put it all on the line for the ministry. Is this all right? Can I get a little real today with you? They put it all on the line for the ministry. Peter had a wife because his mother-in-law was healed. You don't want to see her in Scripture. That's not to say that women aren't mentioned. There are several women who are mentioned, men, women who follow Jesus as disciples. But there is a bunch of stuff in Peter's life that could no longer be his focus. It could no longer be his priority. It could no longer be his obsession. Jesus isn't asking for everybody to empty out their bank account and feed the poor. But this man he did. Why? Because he was hidden in the stuff. He was hiding in his riches. He had made a priority. He had an obsession. And Jesus, just like Abraham calling Abraham to sacrifice his son, Jesus told him, the one thing he held most dear, I want you to go get rid of it. Why? Because there are certain things in our life that we hide behind. Certain things in our life that we use as excuses that says, not today or not me. Saul stood taller than ever. We could stand here today. Hallelujah, I feel God wanting to draw this to a close. Saul stood taller than everyone. You looked at him, there was no doubt he was called that God had set him apart. When they finally found him in the stuff, they easily was able to place him there as king. Yet Saul was so afraid. He was so afraid. And nobody really knows why. The Bible doesn't give any explanation. All we know is that he desired to go back home. He desired to participate in the things he always had participated in. And he was scared of what coming out of the stuff would mean for him. Can I tell somebody today, God's already given you the talents and the abilities 
that you need to carry out your ministry and your anointing and your purpose. Don't go and hide the talent. Don't dig a hole. Hide it away. Well, I was too afraid, Master, of what would happen if you came back and I had lost my talent. Or I had misused my talent. Or I wasn't able to do it the way you wanted me to do it. I was too afraid, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God put another parable in my heart, and I didn't know until just now why he did it. Because there's some people, you've already been there. You've already hidden your talents among the stuff, your anointing among the stuff, your purpose among the stuff. But here's the parable God put in my heart yesterday. It was the parable of the woman with ten coins. Since she lost one coin, she went and swept up the house, moved the furniture. All that dust was up in the air. It was a nasty mess. Listen, getting into this thing, it might be a nasty mess. Sometimes you got to stir up the stuff. Oh, and I feel today, hallelujah, you were here because God's already begun the process of stirring up the mess, the stuff. He says, because there are some talents that have been hidden among the stuff. And you want to know why your donkeys went missing? It's because I got to sweep up the house in order to find you among the stuff. I got to sweep up the house. Oh, but when she finds that missing coin and that coin, the way the Bible describes it, it would be the equivalent of one day's wage at a job. You can imagine why she was so passionate about finding it. When she found it, she called her brothers and sisters, her neighbors, and they came and they rejoiced. I know that parable is about the loss and the Lord finding the loss, but I believe it's also something that God communicating today saying, there's some lost anointings. There's some lost talents. There's some lost callings. There's a higher purpose that has has been hidden in the stuff and here I am sweeping the stuff sweeping the stuff sweeping the stuff you lost your donkeys you lost your relationship the marriage isn't working now the kids are going crazy your finances are harmed your body's in pain he's sweeping the stuff and sweeping the stuff because he says I've got an anointing that's hidden I've got a purpose that's hidden I've got a talent that's hidden and I've got to find it among the stuff. Hallelujah. This morning, I've got nothing else to say. I believe the Lord has already 
ministered to your heart and informed you this message was for you. I'm calling on you to come down because, hallelujah, he can deal with the stuff and reveal the calling. He can deal with the stuff and reveal the purpose. Oh, but I'm calling you to come down. I'm asking you to come and explore the depths of your heart and say, Jesus, <coughs> Jesus, have I hidden myself away from the anointing and calling that's on my life? Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh. oh, Sister Smith, I got a word for you. God says you're still called. God says you're still anointed. God says I still got a work for you to do. Don't be weary in well-doing. Hallelujah, don't let the cares of this life steal it away. But know that my calling is on your life. My anointing is on your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, I'm not trying to imply he doesn't care about your needs. He absolutely cares about your needs, but he cares more about you. He's allowed the need to arise because he's calling you. 
because he desires you. Oh, Jesus.